0: Welcome to this message from Shuffle Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His word being preached. I have a message, but I was just telling Dempits outside, with me it's normally going to be something that is a testimony recently or something that God's been doing in my heart. I've learned that about myself recently and it's just bringing me, me so much peace and release to to share and minister from my heart and the gift and what God has given me, so you 're going to hear a very recent testimony, and i 'm going to trust that God is going to impart something um, of what he 's done in my heart okay, so let's let 's pray let 's just put our hands on the person next to us, and um, yeah, you know, and we just say, "Father, may they receive <laughs> everything, Lord, <laughs> may they receive everything that you have for them tonight, God, in terms of seeing your face, just pray. Whatever comes to your heart, just bless the person next to you to, yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, Father, thank you that we are a community of believers, Lord. Father, and we want our brothers and our sisters next to us to, to also come into the fullness, Lord, of what you have, Father. And yeah, and so we just say yes tonight, God, and we, we say, Holy Spirit, come and do a work in our hearts. We bless you, and we say, yes, God, again, in Jesus' name, amen. So the message tonight is, what is your default? Okay, so what is a default a terminology? Do engineers use default? Who can define default for me? Like a default? Good definition, anyone? Your natural state, yeah, or response. That's, I don't actually have, a um, <laughs> so I'm really asking you guys. <laughs> I just, I know what it means, but I don't always know. Very good, Henny. Shh, so good. Always nice having Henny in the crowd. Okay, so about three weeks ago, Stefan one morning um, sent me the scripture, Um I don't know if he, why at the time or whether he was praying for me for something specific, but it was Psalm 37, uh, verse 39 to 40 that says, the salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Okay, what trouble's coming? Um <laughs> Uh, but you know when someone sends you a scripture or something, and in that moment, you're like, cool, you know, or you prophesy someone or give someone a word about something, and they're like, okay, but later on, you see how God was actually preparing you, and how he was giving you something to hold on to, and, and giving you understanding um, for a time that you really were going to need that. And I, I'm so passionate about the prophetic, and, and just the word of God speaking, and how Often, when, when we do get into opportunities for people to pray for us or give us words, how we must take them, and um, and how we must really receive, and and just ask God, you know, what is what is this about? Um, so, at that stage, everything was going great and everything's fine. And um, so, last week, Wednesday, Stefan had to go work in Cape Town, and he was going to work for two days at Oricon and then we were going to meet at PE for my in PE for my cousin's wedding. Christie's brother Murray, and um, and Wednesday morning Benjamin woke up and he had a temperature, and I my, Benjamin doesn't he doesn't normally get temperature if he's teething or whatever he does quite well so it's it's unlike him so I think oh not great Stefan's leaving on the day he has a temperature, and um, but everything's fine, and um, the day goes on, and it gets to I don't know what time. Um, In the late afternoon, he had a temperature. Gave him some um, Nurofen. It went down again, but it was like 38, 38 38.5. Not that bad. Wake up at 11 o'clock, and he's crying, and it's (laughs) 39.8. Now, my mom always says, if it's 40, you need to take your child to hospital. It's the middle of the night. I'm pregnant. I'm tired, and I'm just like not happy. I'm, 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 I'm concerned for my child. Um, and, and Benjamin's been sleeping so well, praise God. Um, he really has, and it's been going so well. So it was just sort of this, th- I was thrown. Um, and that night was great. Stefan was available, and he happened to only arrive at his hotel at that time. So we're messaging each other, and he's like, how's it going? How's the temperature? And there's so much grace, and I give him the medicine. Everything's fine, wakes up the next day. Thursday night comes. And Benjamin just does not stop crying. And I am responding in my heart in a way that I know is not good. <laughs> not because I'm feeling out of my comfort or I'm feeling um, sort of I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like it's a time of trouble. <laughs> it's a time where I need Stefan right now and he's not here for me. <laughs> and Have you ever been in those situations? It's a work situation or it's a relationship situation and the way you're responding, you know should not, you should not be responding this way. It's the natural response, and I know Stefan's also experienced this, okay, so it's not just a female um, thing. (laughs) But you can't help but feel or believe what you are thinking or feeling in your heart towards the situation. And so there I am wanting to get so angry with Stefan, but I mean, the poor guy just went to Cape Town for work. You know, it's not like he's often Mauritius having, you know, pita coladas or something. He's just, well, he doesn't drink, but whatever, lemonade. Um, he's working in Cape Town. So it's rightfully that he's, he's away from home. But I, I'm experiencing anger and I'm experiencing abandonment Okay, I'm experiencing, I'm almost at a place where I'm so tired that I actually can't even call out to God. Ever, you've been in that moment where you're like, you know you should be praying right now but actually, do you know what, you don't have capacity to, you, you're just trying to handle the natural situation and, yeah. So, as this is happening, I, I sort of have this thought, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Sort of passes, cool, don't, I'm not reading scripture, I'm not praying, I'm just like messaging Stefan, why are you not available, where are you, I need you now, no, it wasn't that bad, but, um, <laughs> but I was thinking that, and, um, and I wanted to make him feel guilty, you know, I wanted, uh, it was stealing from my intimacy, I started acting independently, I started acting, you know what, I'm just going to suck it up, and I'm going to survive, and we're going to get this through this night, Benjamin, you and I, on our own. Okay, that's not my heart towards my husband at all. Okay, I can trust him. He's there for me. He gets up in the middle of the night. Um, He was preaching this morning, and but he still got up in the middle of the night for Benjamin. He's just he is. It's it's not the truth. Do you you understand? It's not the truth. But I was experiencing something. So, okay. Next day comes, fly to PE with the in-laws. I'm giving you context. I'm going to get to scripture now. That's going to Apply to some of you I trust, and the whole weekend I'm just like, <clears throat> like my heart is miff. And this is the Burger family celebrations are amazing. You know, I love seeing the cousins. I love there's so much atmosphere of just joy and celebration. But I'm missing out on the experience. I'm missing out on the joy. I'm missing out on, you know, time and connection with even my in-laws, my sister-in-laws, and my fa- my parents-in-law because. I'm still sitting with this bitterness and anger in my heart, even though Benjamin is better. I'm, I'm sure some of you can relate. You, you're sitting in a situation, you know you should be experiencing this as a joyful event, but your heart is just like, not there, or, yeah. So, um, yeah, so the day goes on, and literally every day I'd heard, nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. And I was like, well, maybe I should go and actually read that scripture. (laughs) That would be a good idea, wouldn't it? (laughs) Sometimes you have a thought, you're like, is that even a scripture? (laughs) You know, you're researching, you're like, wow, is God able to, like, remind me of scriptures that I read 10, 15 years ago? He is. Like, the Holy Spirit will bring to remembrance, and that's why it's so good to get into the Word and have the Word as engraved in your heart, because in times of trouble, that's what we need. okay. So, um, so I'm I'm sort of pleasant over the weekend when and but You wouldn't have picked up any. They were there. I was okay, <laughs> but I was the enemy was stealing from me being present in a, a very joyful celebration, and um, and so the next day, it's a Sunday. Everyone's gone home, and it's just Stefan and myself, and um, Benjamin and. We're on our way back to the bungalow, and we were only flying late in the evening. And Stefan says to me, um, "I will. I'm going to spend time with Benjamin. I want you to go and spend time with God, and meet with Him, because <laughs> He can pick up, you know, that something's not lacking." We've sort of communicated, and he says, I, "I want you to take as much time as you need. Just I know you need. I know you need to. You need to encounter the Father." I'm so thankful for that. But as I sat down, and I put on my earphones, and I played um, a song, God just immediately met me, you know, he's so faithful, he's waiting for us, you know, in, in times of trouble, in times um, of difficulty, he, he wants us to come and sit and just be, not try and search what's wrong, <laughs> let me figure out what's wrong, and then I can connect, let me just come and connect, let me sit and be, and he showed me um, he showed me how when I, uh, sorry I didn't even know this was there so it's it's still quite raw but he said I was there with you when you were seven years old and you were left at school alone and you had to walk home (laughs) um I'd been left at school at, at seven years old. My mom was a single mom. She was very busy. I know she's never done it before. She'd never did it after that. But I had to walk home alone. I was, it was a time of trouble, trouble that I'd experienced, and I, was, I felt abandoned. I felt like I had to you know, stick to my own devices and go with what you know, I could do, suck it up and go with it. And then he showed me how when I was about 14 or 15, someone had broken into our house And they'd come through my window, and the the guy's muddy footprint was still on my desk. (laughs) And it was a traumatic experience for me. And my dad wasn't around to provide safety in a time of trouble. And God just said I was there. (laughs) And then he showed me how later on someone tried to break into our house, and I was there. (laughs) I was in the house, and this guy tried to break in but how just in time there was safety, the doors were locked and whatever, and I didn't get harmed. And God just said, I was there. And so I realized that I have known God in many areas. I've, I've known him as my provider. I've known him as whatever characteristic it is, but I didn't actually know him as my refuge. You know that time of trouble as my safe place, as my my refuge, and so... When this time had come with Benjamin, my response, I was projecting it on Stefan. I was projecting, and I, I, my default was independence. <laughs> my default was just be strong and do what you need to do. Fight your battles and go for it. And, um, and I thought, sure. thought, how many times do we know what the truth is, but in a moment, we're encountering something opposite to the truth, but we allow that lie or accusation or whatever it is, to ponder a bit longer than what it should be allowed. And that then comes and taints our view on God. Um, It steals from our intimacy. Instead of calling out in in reliance on Stefan and being soft towards him and actually allowing him to comfort me, I was kicking (laughs) against his help because I was saying, but you must be like my dad that wasn't there. (laughs) And so, and so then I went to go, and um, so that's what happened, okay? And here's the scripture, it's in Romans 8, verse 31 to 39, Um, and it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? (laughs) So what I'm going to share now, I want you to I want you to open up your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to maybe come and show you aspects where you, you don't also believe this certain characteristic about God. And so when you get into a stressful situation, whatever it might be, um, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking, I'll, I'll share examples later as well, but it's in a situation where the heat has risen, you feel in trouble, you feel outside your comfort, um, how do you How do you default? Okay, so he says, if God is for us, who can, this is, this is we'll get to the, the end of the scripture, says nothing can separate us from the love of God. But it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? To me, that speaks of complete acceptance. The opposite to that is rejection um, self-reliance, you know. So when you get into a situation or when someone responds to you and you're experiencing rejection or you're even re- experiencing rejection from God, that is not true. <laughs> because the scripture says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So he's saying, I'm for you. <laughs> I'm backing you. I, I'm there. I I love you and I support you so much that I gave my only son for you. <laughs> Like, I want to give you everything. And so, how quickly do we come into a situation where you think, well, I need to, I need to back myself. Or, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a difficult situation at work, and if no one else is for me, I'm just going to have to do this thing alone. But if we know that God is truly for us, then we are, we are able to enter into bold um, actions we're able to to believe that he is going to if he says i want you to do this and you respond in faith that he's going to back you to do that no matter what comes in the situ- you know what comes at you in the situation um and so yeah and so With each question, in a sense, I I, I put together, I put a word there that we often respond. So that one I said was rejection, okay? So it's, when you're experiencing rejection, know that God is for you. (laughs) So it's not the truth. If you're experiencing rejection, even if it is in the natural, even if someone is natural, they really are rejecting you. You're not rejected by God. So you should not entertain the thoughts of rejection and unworthiness. The second one, it says, Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. (laughs) To me, that speaks of accusation. (laughs) Who will bring a charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. And Romans 3, verse 23 to 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Verse 22, it starts off with, it says, to all who believe, okay? And then it goes, for all who have sinned, and, okay? So when we believe, then there's a justification that has taken place. We have been made right. We know what justification is, but I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> that we have been declared righteous before God because he has given his son in our place. So therefore, if you believe in Jesus then you should not be entertaining any accusation, (laughs) okay? There should be no charge against you. But how quickly do we allow thoughts of accusation to come? That you're not good enough, or you are too loud, Lauren, (laughs) or you are too um, this, or you have not that, or you won't ever be able to be a father like your father was, or, you know, you're not a good son, so those accusations, there's, there's no way that we can allow accusation to come. It's not God's character. It's not who he is. So if you experience accusation and you think God's somewhere in it, he's not. He doesn't accuse. He justifies. Okay. Um, then it says, who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. To me, that spoke of guilt or shame. Condemn, okay? What is the word condemn? Expression of very strong disapproval. I know, I've experienced, I, I can experience, easily experience condemnation. Sure, you've missed the mark. You know, you haven't quite met the standard. Um... In whatever it is, whatever you're busy with, um, you're kept in a place of bondage because there's this guilt and shame of not meeting the standard or this guilt of, um, do you know what, I've sinned again, so I deserve this condemnation. I deserve this accusation. Um, but he says, Christ Jesus who died, more than that, he was raised to life is at the right hand of God, and he's also interceding for us. <laughs> like, Jesus isn't only not condemning us and telling us how there's a disapproval on our lives, he's actually sitting at the feet of the Father, praying on our behalf. <laughs> and I saw this this week where this friend of mine, she's um, she's been walking with God for a very long time, and I just sort of had a feeling I must meet up with her and so we meet, met up and I, I, I recently said to her, she dreams a lot, okay? She dreams a lot. <laughs> I thought I dream a lot, she dreams a lot. And I said to her, I really believe God is gonna start teaching you around dreaming. He's gonna show you how to use it for the kingdom and how an effective tool it is to actually bring about um, prophetic activation in people's lives or the word of God in people's lives. And so when we met up, she said to me, that I said, shared that with her about a month ago, and, and she said she's been, she's been having a series of dreams lately, and she can't quite understand. So I said, okay, well, share, with, share them with me. And she shared them, and she's got a dream interpretation book. <laughs> and immediately I'm like, okay, dream interpretation books are good. Is it a legit source, <laughs> first of all? And second of all, that's just a guideline. You need to trust the Holy Spirit to guide you in terms of what the dream means. And what she was getting out of the book was she's not praying enough. She um, isn't spending enough time with God. Her life doesn't amount to anything. This wooden floor means her life, and her sister came to walk on the wooden floor, and the sister fell through the floor. And so she just said she feels separated from God. And I just asked a simple question. I said, when you woke up, did you actually, what, what did you experience? Was it, because sometimes God will give us a warning in a dream, but it will still amount to hope. Just saying, it will still draw us closer to God. It will stir faith inside of us. If you're feeling miff, do you know what, if you, there's no better word, miff after a dream, then it, it's most probably not from God, okay? But she wasn't able to connect that to God. She felt condemned. She felt disapproved in that situation, I was like sure you know how how quickly do we allow that um to happen okay and then sorry I also I just want to go back to I, I had an example as well with the who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies um when I was working at Deloitte I, um, I was working with one, one of the directors and I, we were working on quite a big project and with the nature of the work, we our timelines were quite limited <laughs> um, in terms of applica- putting an application together and, and submitting it to, to the Department of Trade and Industry. We had to get it in, I don't know, a certain amount of time before, three. I think three months before the start of production date. And Deloitte, I know the 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 procedures is we only start working on the project when we have a signed engagement letter, right? (laughs) And so we had met with her and we'd had all this work that we could have done, but I had not received the signed engagement letter yet, and I'd been following up on it, and I had not. I knew that we didn't have it in our possession yet, and so I didn't start working because I thought, well, if we don't get it, then um, you know, then it's not. It's time wasted and especially at our work, every hour is accounted for and that type of thing. Anyway, and so a week passes or whatever, a few days and my director comes to me and says, well where's the work that you've done on this client? And so I said, well we don't have the signed engagement letter yet. And this client then really made it very difficult and knew that I was working on the project and started accusing me of certain things, and started speaking to the senior management of our team about me. <laughs> um, and I knew that it was an ass- I knew that this was an assignment because, unfortunately, this woman's daughter didn't like me very much, <laughs> um, just because I was very free and liberal in the office, and I think she was quite I don't know what she felt threatened by me or something. And so she'd been communicating to her mom, but now you can imagine I'm going to go to my director and say. Um, this woman doesn't actually like me because you know her daughter this and this <laughs> you know it's just going to be like get over yourself <laughs> and i'm not going to vindicate myself in that situation but this was about 800 million rand's worth of incentives for the client so you can imagine i'm nipping i'm like did i do wrong was i you know is this accusation actually that's coming against me and i just said lord you've got to handle this you know um and i wanted I wanted to act independently. I wanted to go back into it's a time of trouble. I'm just going to explain the situation. I'm going to get everyone on my side, and um, and I just knew I was like God, okay. And one of the senior management, senior managers who I knew not, who knew nothing about the situation, stepped in to our director and said exactly what was on my heart. She said, "I think the problem is not that the client is, hasn't got the work or whatever." She said. Her daughter doesn't like Lauren, and that's where this is coming from. And I was like, thank you Jesus. <laughs> and there was so much grace upon the situation, you know, but, but I had to, in that moment, allow myself not to submit under that accusation, you know. Okay, so that's just an example. I wanted to bring it back to say, I am pregnant, and I'm second child, but I do understand corporate life as well. Okay. <laughs> I loved my time at Deloitte. Okay, and lastly, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And to me, that's abandonment. <laughs> that's left alone. That's loneliness. Nothing shall separate us. <laughs> doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter whether you have been waiting for God for something for a while and it's not coming through, or you've experienced serious disappointment, or nothing will separate you from the love of Christ. And so if you are in a troubled situation, or you're sitting where your heart is troubled and you feel God has left you, he has not left you. (laughs) Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. It says, as it is written, um, okay, it says, In all things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, okay, let's stand. And I just... I say to my husband, I say, this seems like such a simple message. <laughs> it seems like it's something that we know, you know. But I needed to be reminded of this recently. And, and praise God for my husband again. He says, you know, the scripture says there's no new revelation under the sun. <laughs> so you just share what's on your heart. But I realize that we need to meditate on the truth. Um, and actually almost do a stock take on... How do we perceive God to be? Because when we allow and entertain accusation or whatever it might be, um, condemnation, we are partnering, we're actually allowing the enemy access into our life. And what he does then is he twists the image of God. Um, He changes our ability to see God into a certain um, situation. And God is faithful but we need to stop and acknowledge. We need to stop and go, Father, I know that what I'm experiencing is real. I know that right now I'm feeling abandoned and I'm feeling um, like Stefan left me in my, you know, in a difficult time. But I know it's not the truth. And so why am I experiencing this? Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joberg.com.